And to conclude our remarks, I'd love to have Mrs. Payetta come up and say a few words. Okay. Dr. Neenmeyer, Michael's siblings got another $250 out of the couch. <laughs> Father, Dr. McLean, friends, thank you, thank you for inviting us to be with you today. Michael and St. Thomas College when he graduated from high school, I don't think any of us even knew that name. Uh, I'm a Stanford grad. His dad came from the University of, the Port of Portland, uh, a product of the Holy Cross Fathers. And he went to UCLA on an NROTC scholarship. So far, so good. But you know how Michael was on detail if you ever worked with him, he had loads of credit at UCLA. He was there for five years and he had accumulated enough classes to get two bachelor's degrees. However, he tended to ignore the requirements for graduation. <laughs> he wasn't interested in, oh yeah, I must take that sometime. So, NROTC was a little unhappy with him because he was not graduating. So he was taking one of the classes and struggling and all of a sudden he fainted one day. They took him to the health clinic, called me, said he's got to get to the hospital quickly. Turns out he had a perforated appendix. His appendix had already burst and he was marching with NROTC because the Marine sergeant or whoever was in charge said, don't be a woman, don't complain to me, don't stop, keep going, suck it up. And he did and almost died in the result. So several hours later, the surgeon told me it took all of my skill to save his life. What a foolish thing to do, but that's our Michael. So he, he had to go back to summer school to make up those classes he had to drop. Went to school in the September, went to check. Can I graduate the, the end of fall quarter? No, there was no record of his having a, attended summer school. It appears he made some kind of mistake at registration. The school said he wasn't even there. And he had taken these two precious classes that were required for graduation. So they said, well, we don't know what to tell you. These teachers came in just for the summer session. They're gone now. One of them's touring in Europe somewhere or doing something. One of them's, one of them's in Canada. Uh, now, if you'd like to try to contact them and if they write a letter to us, uh, stating you were attended those classes and achieved a, such a grade, we'll, we'll consider, uh, you know, making that up to you. But otherwise, you can't graduate in the fall, I mean, at the end of fall quarter. So, you know, Michael, too much, too much. I can't do that. 
So NROTC caught up with him and said, the, the Navy has paid your way enough. You are about to enlist in the Navy for two years, serving on a supply ship in the Pacific Ocean. And as uh, you have heard earlier, Dr. Neumeier, a, uh, an excellent man, has told us about his mentor at UCLA, Dr. George Tennyson, who wrote to him at ship all during his Navy time. And I'd like to quote, sorry, I can't ask your permission, Dr. Tennyson. I like to think of you out there scanning the skies for falling satellites and depth charging the raging sea against intrusive submarines. Instead, you write that you're typing crew evaluations for the, for the captain and going to the movies? Do they show those things on board ship? You're not supposed to be bored. You're supposed to be anguished, protecting our shores against foreign incursions. Well, I'll welcome you back anyway, like a hero, just to keep my illusion intact. <laughs> also, on another letter, I enjoyed reading your analysis of your college career at UCLA. It was quite accurate and quite insightful. Most people never reach the point of being able to see themselves in such objective light. None of this, however, is grounds for not going back to college. On the contrary, you may now be ready for the first time in your life for a college experience. And it turned out to be so, as you have heard. He was very depressed while he was in the Navy, however. He told me once, frankly, he even considered taking his own life because he felt he, was, he failed his father, he failed me, he failed himself, and could see no light at the end of the tunnel, no hope. So I'm glad to see so many young people here today because I would tell you, sometimes you are closer to God when the times are the worst, when th times are going swimmingly and you're succeeding in this and you're achieving that, fine, great. But keep an eye on the times when you're so depressed you can't picture going on. And that becomes your prayer to God and he is there and he will show you the way as he did for Michael. He showed him the way through Dr. Tennyson who had a contact with the school he showed the way through a seminar at colleges he attended, which I don't know if Dr. MacArthur was there, but many people from the school attended. And he came to me and he said, Mom, what, am I foolish to consider starting over at my age? In four years, I'm going to be 30. <laughs> 30 before, it's like I've wasted 10 years. And I told him, Michael, there's no one dependent on you for support. It's up to you. You make the decision. But I tell you, if you don't take advantage of the opportunity to do it now, 
all your life, you will think back and wonder, how would things have turned out if I had decided indeed to go to Thomas Aquinas College? So he made the decision and he went. And I I'd like you to keep that in mind because nobody escapes devastation. Nobody escapes horrible depression. No one escapes bad times that you can hardly see the next step ahead. And I was like that when my husband died. I was practically screaming at God, how can you do this to me? Such a good man and take him away? I don't see the answer. I don't see the answer. Well, the answer was there and it came. So my dears, um, I thank you for, for asking me to be with you today. He achieved his goal in life. He really did. And that's what Thomas Aquinas did for him. You were his extended family. And he loved you all. Donna Eis Requiem. He's with his father and his brother now. Thank you.